0: What's cracking, lovely people? Welcome to the Big Feed Up HQ podcast. I'm your host, my name's Matt, and it could be slightly noisy today. I am actually outside a gym that is under construction, and my lovely guest, too, is also having a few little technical issues. So we'll try to get as much of a good conversation out as we can. And if there's a few sound issues, then please just roll with it, lovely people. This show is brought to you by 33Fuel, so these guys produce natural and powerful sports nutrition products and you can get a discount code in my show notes for your first order. The vegetarian, vegan, gluten free, I use their chia seed gels for some of my running and their protein powders for a bit of a quick hit and some extra protein during the day. So without further ado we're going to continue the foodie theme and I would love to introduce you to Rachel Muse who's the founder of Talk, Eat, Laugh, and also Discreet and Delicious. So, Rachel, over to you. Welcome to the show, and let us know a little bit more about yourself.
1: What we really do, which is discreet and delicious, and discreet and delicious, works with nutritionists like yourself, performance nutritionists like you, um, and elite athletes, and we're the bridge between the two, uh, because, as you know, every elite athlete these days, whether they're a ballerina or a jockey or a rower or a rugby player, uh, they will have uh, a performance nutritionist who will set targets for them and, well, I don't need to tell you what a nutritionist does, um, and then give a nice little dossier to the individual athlete, and the athlete will thumb through that. Chances are put that in the kitchen drawer and never look at it again because they don't understand most of what's written in it. Uh, So what we do as performance chefs is we take that information and work closely with the performance nutritionists and make the nutritionists guidelines and recommendations into delicious food for an individual athlete and their family.
0: Fantastic. I love that term performance chef. So you basically encompass the whole fuel for function
1: yeah.
0: term really, you know, you're you're yeah. the practical side, you're you're preparing foods and you've got that you've got that mixture between obviously the performance and boosting the nutritional profile in the food but then making the taste profile fantastic because you're a professional chef
1: yes and because we are very fortunate that we largely work for individual athletes in their own homes we can tailor the food to exactly that individual's tastes so if you've got the macros of, you know, whatever it is, the ratio of protein to carbs to fats and guideline on particular proteins and guideline on particular fats, uh, then we can make that into, you know, a lasagna or a goat roti or, uh, you know, fish with couscous. We can make that into whatever the individual fancies eating on that particular day. So the athlete really feels that they're only ever eating the food that they love. And very often when you put food in front of an athlete, they look up up at you and go, can I really eat this? And you go, yes, you really can. Because they're used to, well, I think athletes can believe that if food is boiled, uh, boiled broccoli with boiled, uh, boiled chicken and white or brown rice, and that's what they're supposed to be eating that's what will give them uh, the performance they want and that's, that's not true you can make food really very exciting um, and, and know that every mouthful that's going into that athlete's mouth is helping to repair, refuel, rebu- re- rebuild and, and repair their body from all the damage that they put it through every single day
0: mm. no I totally agree so let's unpack this a little bit. Do you have... I can just imagine you going around and, you know, having this fantastic support vehicle with loads of <laughs> utensils and, you know, cutting-edge blenders, or, or do you often, you know... I know there's some things you can't talk about around the Discreet and Delicious, but... Not
1: really light... Like, uh, no, there's a lot I can talk about about Discreet and Delicious, but I can't name individual clubs... And I can't name individual athletes because, uh, you know, we have the privileged position of being in people's private, private lives in their homes. And it's just not fair to to talk about them. And, you know, people do ask me, oh, what is it like? You know, what is that individual like if they happen to piece the puzzle and work out who it is that we're working for? And the answer always is, well, they're just like a man or they're just like a woman. They're, just because they are performing on the highest level sporting, at the highest sporting level on the international arena then that doesn't change the fact that they are just a person and they have arguments on the phone with their mother and uh, you know, they forget to fill up a car with the fuel they're just the same as the rest of us except they are working at this incredibly high level um, but no, how it works is there's a whole team of staff. Um, and I train to understand how to implement all the macros, um, and how to make that, how to make the macros to the requirements, the taste and texture and cultural requirements of the athlete. And then the chef works pretty much five days a week, sometimes six. lunch dinner, sometimes cooking breakfast dinner, whatever, whatever the individual athlete and their family need, then that's what we provide Um, and so it's a pairing that usually lasts the entire season between a chef and an athlete uh, as a private chef and they're working in the athlete's own home and preparing and serving the food fresh for every meal
0: Cool. I dig it. So if we bring things back to the listener, thanks so much for that description Uh in terms of, you know, setting your own kitchen, whatever it is, even if it's just a cupboard or a fridge or someone's really trying to maximise the space. You know what? What would you say Uh a cornerstone foods, ingredients, you know, just to have in the home? That are fundamental towards some of the nutrient-dense meals that that you create for performance.
1: Uh, that's a very good question. I would say it's really important. But for me, I think food should be fun. Food should be a pleasure. Food should not be torment. Food should not be um, in any way a punishment. Sometimes that means having a small amount of what you want if you want to eat chocolate brownie fine eat chocolate brownies in fact eat a very small amount if you you know are wanting to be in calorie deficit or you know sometimes sometimes the control is portion control but uh, in in your house I believe it's a good idea to have really good quality ingredients and especially things that are on the shelf and things that are dry so that if you do come home and need to make a meal that you weren't planning that you needed to have, you come home early, you come home late, Uh, you haven't had a chance to eat, you're hungry, that you don't stop at the takeaway on the way home or order something from, you know, delivery or or Uber Eats, but you can make yourself, you know, if you've got eggs at home, if you've got eggs and peas in the freezer, um, even if you've got, you know, good quality pasta, uh, tomato sauce, good quality salt um, good quality sources of protein which you can keep on the shelf so good quality nut butters, good quality beans, all those things you can slap together into a meal in 10 minutes which is quicker than ordering in from the room or, or getting you know, stopping at the local takeaway um, and you know what's gone, gone in it you know how fresh it is you know what, what uh, level of dietary fibre there is in it and you're in charge you're in charge of making the taste and the portion and the fat content what you want it to be as soon as you order from anyone else you've lost that control
0: yes no I really like that and I think that's the kind of conversation that I have with clients when I speak to them it's about are you in control of your food environment or do you outsource it so no that's, mm-hmm. that's something that's really really important
1: Yes, uh, only a couple of weeks ago, I was with a client who does have a sweet tooth and will go out and buy really low quality items, which I believe are comfort food from their childhood. And they live a life where they're very, very disciplined. Work is very disciplined. Uh, you know, fat content is made to be- Fat blood is is taken, all fat, so, so, you know, the pinch tests and the measuring their bloods. That's done all the time. They are highly, highly controlled. So I think their little rebellion is buying, you know, uh, pre-made cakes which they remember from their childhood. And I read, I always, you know, not just. what is in your food, and if you don't make your food, or you don't see it being made, then you don't understand what's actually in it, you can read the ingredients, but that's different from physically seeing the ingredients.
0: Mm, mm. No, I think that's a really good idea, to, to show someone that you're working with, and then also for the listener, it's just, it's great on reflection because people that are busy you know i work with people in corporate wellness or uh, a lot of young people that listen to this show are on the go and it's just an easy way of outsourcing snacks liquid uh-huh. n- liquid nutrition at least uh-huh. either breakfast lunch or dinner a day sometimes you know even two meals are outsourced a day so i can uh-huh. i completely agree and to to your point before portion size is is king like you said food neutrality there's no such thing as good or bad foods I'm completely on board and that's really interesting and and that's why I wanted to get you on the show because it's Obviously not name dropping i'm not interested in that it's those those interactions that you have with with athletes and then also i'll ask you about your your other company and you know the wider community work that you do that's the key thing and that's how you build a relationship with someone and you're not you know you're not just then a chef you're then you know you're a friend you're 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 a mentor and and you know that that's how you produce longevity and you get someone to just value their own nutrition and 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 take mm-hmm. control.
1: Yeah, and you say you know it's about relationships, but it's particularly about our relationship with food. But I think it's actually more than that. It's about our relationship with ingredients, because by the time it's made into food. And it's on a shelf in a supermarket we can just think oh yeah that looks nice oh put it in the trolley take it home eat it um but if we actually understand the ingredients what's you know how is an egg made how does an egg arrive on a shelf uh what are we going to do with that egg when we get it home that's a completely different connection than it is to eat a pound of chocolate while you're sitting on the train and i think we've lost our ability And we're losing it every day. All of us are losing it every day. Our ability to actually connect with ingredients and understand what ingredients are and how they fuel
0: us. Yes, no, I totally agree. Because at the end of the day, you know, everyone needs to eat to live. And the people that we come across, they're obviously the people that you come across are highly active. But the people I speak to, everyone's trying to move a little bit more, they're trying to feel better. So fueling for function is essential, and on some days you're going to have to increase your calorie intake to meet energy needs, and then that comes through foods, and like you said, that comes through real ingredients. And and if it's uh, more foods that are rich in fat or carbohydrates or protein, it's about understanding where they're coming from, and and you know yeah. doing 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 things in a in a targeted, um, strategic manner. Sometimes so many people do that with other aspects of their lives and you know mm-hmm. I'm I'm up, I'm up for spontaneity you know weekends like you said coffee and things and cake with friends but generally people are per, you know they they're eating they're performing they're working they're training they're they're competing so you know nutrition is a huge part of that
1: yeah and also what we're not talking about is fiber F- dietary fiber is so so important to your gut health for making you feel full and where is the fibre? The fibre is in the food that hasn't been messed about with in general. I mean an egg has to be messed about with and what fibre is there in that? Very little. Milk hasn't been messed about with that much. And what fibre is that in there? Not much. But you know, it's it's eating salads, it's eating fruit, it's not eating fruit juice, it's eating it's having fruit, it's having the fibre. And in this world that we live in right now, there are there's so much immediate calorie dense food, and it has had all the fibre stripped out of it. And that's a really big, big thing. And that's what we notice when we start with new clients is they're used to um, a diet that's quite high, quite quite calorie dense and quite nutritious. Quite poor in nutrition and very, very poor in fibre. And very quickly, once they started eating salads, vegetables, and you know, we, we start with the simple things. If they only want to eat broccoli covered in tomato ketchup, great. There's no argument there. You eat that. And so then we can, you know, introduce more vegetables, all covered in tomato ketchup. Fine. You know, it's the, it's the marginal gains.
0: Yes. Yeah. We've got
1: no judgment about that. It's not like oh, like salad you? and you've covered it in brown sauce no it doesn't matter as long as you're eating a salad I'm going mm. to a
0: blind eye to everything else mm. and, <laughs> it's, and I'll, it's still progress I'll be keen yeah I think progress is key marginal gains you know good terms and I'd be keen for you to elaborate on this and and you know give some foodie examples but for me I I'd give a simple one of look you know a, a small punnet of raspberries 125 grams a banana uh you know 300 grams of of squash uh, a serving of oats around 60 grams and say a serving of lentils around 150 grams that that equates roughly to uh, you know 40 grams of fiber and uh-huh. and you and I know reading reading some of the literature that seems to be quite a meaningful amount a day uh-huh. and I think you know if you're a listener and you're reflecting on this a couple of pieces of fruit oats maybe maybe a, a lentil or a root vegetables in your lunch uh-huh. or tea it's not unachievable yeah. how, how else do you yeah. Do you sh- obviously, you know, you take the decision fatigue away from your clients? You make it yourself. How do you shoehorn in the the fiber to some some of the new clients, or when you need to increase the nutrient density? Uh, how do you do that in your meals? Lots of
1: lots of beans, lots of peas, um, lots of lentils. Um, obviously, you don't you start off slowly. But you, you don't scare the horses. Maybe it's mom. Um, If you can make a stew and put some beans in it, great. If they manage to eat the beans, fantastic. And when I talk about beans, I don't mean baked beans. I mean beans, proper beans. Uh, If they like hummus, great. Get that into them. If they like hummus that's really got a lot of oil in it um, and a lot of garlic in it, well, that's fine. That's fine for today. Uh, Tomorrow we'll make it with a little bit less oil. Uh, and you can like over time you can wean them off things and wean them on to things you want them to have and that's true for all of us we can all eat slightly less sugar and slightly less fibre if we do it bit by bit it's like training for a marathon you don't think oh it's today I'm going to run a marathon uh, you train for it you you work harder and you do a little bit of this and a li- improve your, your stamina every day same with healthy eating it doesn't have to be a switch on and off it can be a slow increment of the things that you want to encourage, and slowly dialing down the things you you don't want to have, and that's that's how to have a you know lifelong health and build a really positive relationship with food. Um, and the other day I was with a, I was with a client. Uh, we were out somewhere, and they said to me. Oh, could you give me a bottle of Coca Cola? And I said, Yeah, sure, you know, because they always think I'm going to be judgy about it. It's like, no, if you really want a bottle of Coca Cola, I have a bottle of Coca Cola, I right? no. don't mind. And they opened it and they drank a mouthful and said, I don't want it. And they weren't doing that to impress me, they were just like, I don't want that. I thought I wanted it, I don't want it, because their tastes have changed, which is great
0: no yeah definitely taste you know taste profile and foods and things it's interesting when someone changes their dietary pattern or certain amounts of foods or drinks and then comes back to them especially with sweetness you know people Mm -hmm. start to taste more sweetness in 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 in, in fruits and yeah going you know going back to milk chocolate or going back to sugary drinks and it's it's, just the palate can't can't take it Mm -hmm. yeah it's so good okay well i think if we circle back and and um, i'm conscious of time and i and i know um that the background noise and things might be a bit frustrating for people can we finish Mm -hmm. on the the talk eat laugh and some of the local work you do and then we can we can we can wrap up and then i can get you back on hopefully again
1: those chefs who needs to have a restaurant and needs to uh, throw knives at people and out of them. Um, it's not about my ego. For me, food is always about a person or people. It's about giving people the food that will that, that they will enjoy eating and will also nourish them, like nourish their whole lives, nourish them for today, but also uh, bring them pleasure uh, in in the widest sense. Not just slamming a huge, great piece of chocolate cake in your mouth, but you know, really bring pleasure to their lives and keep them happy and healthy as part of that. So, um, we use our skills in many different ways. Some of that is teaching. Some of that is a pop-up restaurants. Some of that is private dining for local clients. Uh, some of that is weddings. Some of that is you know, it's you name it. We don't really advertise um, because we get. More work than we need, huh. um, which is a lovely position to be in. Uh, people will, you know, go to events and then afterwards ask the host, Oh, yeah, who did your pen training? And they'll say, Oh, it was Talkie Last. So, it, you know, it's just it, it, constant, which is great, which is great, but it's not as though we set out our stall and say, This is what we do. Yeah. People ring us up all the time and go, Ah! request for you. It's like, okay, great, yes, what is it? Uh, and they tell us what it is that they want, and we go, oh, yeah, yeah, that could be good. Uh, and that's all sorts of, you know, education about... That, that, to me, is the thing that I enjoy doing most. It's giving people the confidence to open up the fridge and make a meal, a nutritious meal, out of what they find. And I was brought up to do that. To me, that's... the life skill like putting on I would everyone has that skill and so that's the thing I personally get the most joy out of is giving people the lifelong skill of confidence with food and people always think that if you are a chef or a private chef uh, performance chef pastry chef you know all these titles are things that can be written after my name uh but it all goes well all the time it's all great it's all wonderful it's like you have no idea it goes wrong all the time but do i cry do i get upset no you have the confidence to think okay well it's it's not that uh we can you know do this, do that, da-da-da-da-da, turn it into something else, or, oh, I can see this is starting to go wrong, I know why that's going wrong, it's too hot, it's too cold, it's this, it's that, we just need fixing up a bit of cornflour, fix that, and those that, that's what, for me, real cooking is about, it's not about recipes, um, it's not about uh food boxes it's about um having the skills having the confidence to just get on with it and it won't always go right it doesn't go right for anyone it's not you you know if it goes wrong it's not you it happens to all of us who cook it's having the confidence to fix it um that's what i like to give people
0: yes rachel that was you know refreshing honest and this chat has just been full of nutritional knowledge bombs thank you so much (laughs) for some of your time so how can people keep in contact or or, you know watch or follow some of the things that you guys do I'll put information in the show notes lovely people but is there anything else you want people to know about now
1: In a, hot, a hot air balloon, we'll be like, Oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds good to us. Yeah, we could do marshmallows toasted off the you know, the thing that makes the, the gas and the fire. But, you know, that's our you know, that's our gig. Stupidity is our gig. Um, cool, but yes, we're on Instagram as Talky Laugh, uh, we're on Twitter as Talky Laugh. Down at Rachel Muse, Chef Rachel Muse, I think. Um, All those things at Facebook as well. If anyone's still on Facebook, that's talk, eat, laugh. Um, So yes, do do follow us. Um, Send us little comments about what we're cooking. We do post a lot. We're very active, always cooking, always posting, and it's really nice to get that interaction from people And, and people's questions. Like you know, I made a so and so, it's gone wrong. What do you think? That's you know that's what, what we're here to do to get, to share our skills to use our knowledge to make other people's lives better and
0: healthier definitely and lovely people that you know that's how Rachel and I connected she sends me messages over Instagram when I'm cooking she gives me little tips all the time which is cool <laughs> and um, yeah look I'd, I'd, lo- I'd love to get you back on the show thank you for your time now and hopefully if I get if I get feedback and there's certain areas or like you said we want to Address some of the kind of weird and wonderful uh, foodie events or catering or things like that. I'd love to have another conversation. Yeah,
1: that'd be great. I'd
0: love that. Fab. Okay, lovely people. Look, thank you so much for listening. I'm up over twelve thousand listeners in the podcast. It's a hobby. It's absolutely mega. So thank you so much. Have a great week. We'll speak soon and. Continue to build food confidence, get in the kitchen like Rachel was saying, and get cooking. Have a great week!